Well, you know, in most countries, this is a discussion about where you strike the balance. But in South Africa, it should be absolutely clear. Given the historical disadvantage of our black students, uh, it, education is a high priority. I, I think there is a national agreement on this. If we're going to develop the country and if we're going to improve our economy, we need tens and tens of thousands of skilled uh, young people, uh, and uh, including those from the historically disadvantaged communities, Africans in particular. Uh, we need them desperately to take their rightful place in the economy. So there ought to be no debates in South Africa at all about this question. But we have the debate, and very often we are told that it's a question of affordability. What's your response to that? Well, let me first make three points quickly. I think that the, there is a national understanding that the complaints of the students are legitimate. And I'm very surprised that the universities have gone to the courts because the effect of that is to escalate the disagreement and to criminalize the activities of students in their own institutions. You know, if students go into the public domain in the streets and so on and disrupt traffic, I can understand that this becomes a matter of public uh, public concern. But if students, uh, students are protesting within their own institutions, why call the police? Why go to the courts? I think this is a very unfortunate and in the, in the present climate in South Africa, it escalates the, the, contra, the confrontation and is very unhelpful. Secondly, let me make uh, another point. The universities are public institutions. Yes, they have autonomy and especially academic autonomy, and that's important. But they are public institutions to which our children and grandchildren go, and they are making mistakes now in the way they're handling the fees, and so this is a matter of public interest, and therefore those of us who are in the public domain have a right to comment. And I think this program is absolutely spot on. We have a right to talk about the mistakes being made at the universities. Thirdly, the, this goes straight to your question. The ultimate responsibility is the government's. This question of student fees and enrollment and access um, and performance is a matter of public public importance, and therefore the government and the cabinet is directly responsible for what happens in the education sector. Government has promised a lot of free things, uh, Professor Chirok, uh, free housing, there are grants to look at, and now this issue of education. Where should they trim? Where should they cut in order to make this a reality? Government's ability to raise funding is somewhat elastic. You know, when if a war breaks out tomorrow, let me let me let's be quite clear. Immediate emergency funding would. Hello, um, Prof. Turok, we lost you there. If you could just start making that point from the beginning again, please. Yes. Imagine war is declared tomorrow. Emergency funding would be created in five minutes. The cabinet would meet and they would create an emergency fund to fight a war. In, in a way, we have a, a very nasty situation at the moment. And I'm saying that we must 
My institute met yesterday, the Institute for African Alternatives, and as a board resolved that emergency immediate funding must be made available to settle this process. We are not at war, but we are actually in quite a serious social confrontation, and emergency funding must be made available. Uh, and and it, this is not a matter of ifs and buts. It's a matter of an emergency, and we need to make that money available. And speaking of funding, what we have currently is the National Student Financial Aid Scheme. Um, Mr. Datka, how many students is the National Student Financial Aid Scheme currently uh, giving aid to? Uh, thanks, Sakina. Uh, just to uh, give a straight answer to the question, we, the National Student Financial Aid Scheme funds both students at universities and private colleges. Uh, we have uh, currently giving uh, aid to about 420,000 students per annum. Uh, about 230,000 of those students are at the private colleges and about 190,000 students are at the universities. And how many have That's you declined the, um, in the last financial year? The, 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 the numbers of decline vary because of um, uh, the, the, um, the universities having set uh, different criteria in terms of the pass rate. Therefore, uh, from the numbers that we have, we have about 50,000 students that had applied for aid but were not uh, able to be assisted, and that's only at the universities. Mr. Dhaka, speak to us about your funding, your business model as NASFAS, because many people are saying that it's not sustainable and that is part of the problem. Uh, thanks again. Uh, thanks for the opportunity to explain this to the South African public. NASFAS is, is an instrument of the Department of Higher Education and Training. It's, it's a policy instrument of the department. Um, it's constrained by all the constraints that the national budget has uh, because it gets its funding mainly from the, from the national fiscal, and it gets allocated from there. Therefore, NESFAS as, as, as an entity is sustained from the pockets of the taxpayer. Um, it therefore gets currently this year about nine, $9 billion from the taxpayer, and we top that with about 500 million rands that comes from recovery. As a scheme, NESFAS is, is, um, incentivizes students to go through the system, we offer both bursaries and loans. And therefore, that means that if we offer bursaries, it means that that money is not meant to come back because the bursary is uh, it pays for a student and the student is not expected to pay back. Even the loans that NESFAS offers, um, it is loans that are discounted because when students do pass, up, uh, um, a maximum of 40% of that loan is converted to a bursary. Therefore, this, the, the, the funding model of the scheme is from the taxpayer is from the taxpayer base, and I agree with some of the points that uh, Prof. Ben Turok has made. That it, it is therefore at, at, a, at a national f- um, fiscal level where the decision has to be made whether more money will be made available to NEFAS, given all the other competing needs that the country has, and that's where the, that, that's where the issues are at currently with um, uh, student protest at higher education and training institutions. Um, the students, though, are also raising an issue about fees, which is what was the basis of the determination of fees. And I, uh, the minister met with the vice chancellors yesterday, and uh, they seem to have come to a, a, a solid agreement in terms of what, what will be the framework of, of raising fees. Mm. Because also from the from our side as Nesfas, we have raised the question about fees because fees affect our business model. 
if fees rise at a percentage that is higher than the percentage that we're getting money from the national fiscal, it therefore means that uh, from year to year we will fund fewer and fewer students because it's a simple equation of saying if we're getting money at uh, increases at 5% uh, from year to year or 6% and the university fees rise at a much higher rate than that, it means that some students were, um, the number of students that were funded this year will not be sustainable going into 2016. That's why we're interested in the discussion about fees, and we are hoping that in the future there will be a much more um, transparent framework on the negotiation of fees. But the other problem with this business model is the fact that, as we know, we have high levels of unemployment in this country. So if the graduates are unemployed, as we usually report, how do you expect then to uh, uh, get uh, repayments from them? Hello? Hello? Yes. Um, okay, we seem to have a problem with the lines there. Mr. Dakar, you there? Are you still with us? I'm, I'm here. Okay, Prof. Turok. And, and, and maybe yes. uh, you could just uh, also respond to that question, uh, speaking yes. about the business model of NAFSAS. But we have a problem with unemployment, high levels of unemployment, especially among the youth in this country. So how is this model supposed to operate effectively when you have unemployed graduates who cannot repay their student loans? You know, let's simplify this whole discussion. You know, the danger of talking about 6% and 10% and so on is that we lose the basic issue, which is what you're referring to. If you're a son of a domestic worker and you're clever enough to go to university, surely there must be no obstacle to your going to university. And if your mother can't afford to pay, you know, there was an article in Business Day. The editor of Business Day was explaining how his mother gave him 300 rand a month while he was studying it. And he's a bright fellow. He's a brilliant man who rose to be editor of Business Day. His mother was giving him 300 rand a month. For goodness sake, let's not talk about 6% and 10%. The fee situation, the fees are far too high in our universities. I have a scale in front of me showing the scale of university fees. It is alarming. It, it is, it, you know, if somebody, if I had to pay these fees, I would also say it's too high. Our university fees are too high. And for, and in a poor, with, with poor communities, they, much too high. So it's not even about 6% or, and so on. I think the students are absolutely right to say no fee increase at the moment. Let's at least settle on that. No fee increase at the moment. And then we need a national discussion. Do we believe in educating our poor students or not? Because if that is a national priority, then provision must be made. That is a priority. Stop buying jets and stop spending money on nonsense. The government is spending a vast amount of money on luxury, on all kinds of perks, too many ministers, too many hangers-on, too many consultants. You know, if you ask me about the way we spend our money nationally, and I was a member of Parliament for 20 years, we waste a vast amount of money on frills, cocktail parties, national celebrations, and whatnot. 
and yet poor students whose parents are domestic workers and farm workers who are able to go to university intellectually can't do it because universities are charging high fees. I understand the problem of vice-chancellors. They've got to balance their books. But we have to take a national position. And you were quite right in the question you asked. It's a fundamental issue. Does South Africa want to educate the poor students who have the ability to go to university? Yes or no? And if the answer is yes, then we must cut out a lot of nonsense in government spending and, and, and allocate money properly. It's an emergency situation. We need emergency funding. There must be no free in- increase at the moment. And we need a national debate on our priorities.